Hey, everybody. Welcome to the One Amazing Life podcast. My name is Chris Stewart. I am your co-host for this show, as every show. And once again, this is a podcast for teens and by teens. And this week, it's going to be the best episode yet. We're talking about parents. What is the relationship between teenagers and parents? As always, I have my main man, my best friend, and my co-host. His name is... I am Jamie, and I just want to bring us right back to the Beastie Boys. Parents, they just don't understand... I don't know if any of our high school people are going to remember that, but as a fourth grade kid, I remember calling into a radio station and asking them to play that song. That was the one I wanted played because, man, as a fourth grader, I already knew that my parents just didn't understand. Today, Chris, I hope we're going to help bring some understanding to high school people as well as to parents, maybe. Yeah, I love that, Jimmy. I love, uh, I mean, it's like, let's be honest, man. There's so many different references from kids to saying parents just don't understand. My my personal one, right, was that, what was that show called? The, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You remember that with Will Smith? <laughs> oh, yes. Have, and he would have, like, that would be the lyrics in his little thing before every show. He's like, man, parents just don't understand, right? <laughs> Jimmy, before we go any farther, why don't we... Uh, interview and uh, actually introduce our amazing guests that we have on the show today because we got three firecrackers today well i'll tell you we're gonna go deep this is gonna be a great show hi my name's abby i'm 14 and i'm a freshman sweet and abby what is your favorite tv show right now my favorite tv show right now well i just finished on my block the season finale kind of made me sad, but they might come out with the season four. So that's really exciting. <laughs> okay, cool. There you go. All right. And next we are going to go with our male introduction today. We're going straight out of here. Let's go. And from Southern California, I have his name is Christian. I am 17 and I'm a junior at Santa Fe Christian. Sweet. Is that cool that like your first name and your high school name like are the same? So like it almost sounds like you're royalty. I mean, now it's just kind of normal because I've had that for the last 12 years or so. But I, I mean, yeah, I guess it's cool. Right. I think it's cool, man. Okay. And last but not least, we have. Uh, I'm Jesse. I am a sophomore at Santa Fe Christian. Awesome. And Jesse, what's an interesting fact about you that our listeners might not know? My mom works at Santa Fe. Most of your mom works at your school. Yeah. How's that work out? Um, it's pretty interesting because she's not a teacher or anything, but she does, but like she does work on campus. And so like I go to her office and like she just takes my lunch with her so that she can put it in the fridge there. If it needs to stay cold or like if I need to go somewhere after school, she can drive me there quickly and I just go to school with her. So Jesse, let's start with you then. Let's just jump right in. On a scale of one to 10, what's your relationship with your parents? I'd say a good like nine, nine and a half. Nine, wow. nine and a half. Nine and a half, Jesse. That's impressive. That seems yeah. unprecedented. Um, Jesse, give us the criteria for achieving a nine to a nine and a half on the parent scale, please. Um, it's mostly just like I understand like most of the rules they have, why they're there, why I have to follow them. And also, I've just been really close with my parents for a long time. Um, like when I was in kindergarten, my mom had cancer. And so it kind of started then. That's when we got really close. Um, and also, my mom and I both have birds. Uh, my dad and I both really like to play volleyball sometimes, like when we're out camping, just stuff like that. 
That's amazing. Now, what kind of birds do you and your mom uh, share? For the for our listeners who don't know, what, what's the uh, the species that you guys like to have? So I have a blue Indian ringneck that was rehomed to us. His name is Bluey. And um, my mom has a Jardines parrot, uh, which we got at the bird store when she was just a baby. Oh, I love that. I love that story of building together. You know, what was it like having a mom that had cancer at that young age? Um, well, I didn't really understand what it meant because I was so young. I just knew that it was bad and that um, she was sick and it was a really like really bad sickness because um, in chemotherapy, you lose all your hair. And so suddenly my mom had no hair. Um, mm. And so uh, we made light of it because we didn't really want to be like tied down by it. We didn't really want to be really bummed out. And so um, at the time we were watching the show Avatar The Last Airbender and the main character Aang, he's bald and he has a tattoo of this big blue arrow. And so we used MS Paint to take a picture of my mom, put it in MS Paint, and then we gave her a big blue arrow on her forehead to just kind of, you know, make light of it, you know, didn't want to get too upset with it. Um, and chemotherapy, it really is just terrible to go through and to witness. And so I just, you know, I understood I had to be there for my mom. I had to, you know, be there for her and just try and make her happy. Hmm. No, I love that. I think that's great. Did you, uh, did you put a blue arrow on your head too? Uh, no, because I wasn't really in that picture. <laughs> I was just curious. You never, I didn't know how far we were going to go with the support. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, I love that. And I think that's great. And I think that really kind of impresses upon me, at least the fact of that sometimes a lot of times we don't maybe get close to our parents until we kind of go through a, a kind of a hardship. And sometimes that even parallels our relationship with God, right? Where we kind of just have this relationship that we don't really understand until times get tough. So uh, thanks for sharing about that. I know it was a lot of personal information. I appreciate that. No problem. Abby, what about you? On a scale of one to 10, where would you say your relationship is with your parents today? Um, well, I have three parents. I, I consider my stepdad my parent. So okay. because I, yeah, my parents got divorced when I was like 10 I'd say I don't know somewhere around there I think it's okay. been like five years I don't know somewhere around there so I have a stepdad my mom and my dad and I think my relationship with each of them is different I'd rate it like I, I love them all and um on like a scale of one to ten right for yeah. all of them or like individually because like I go to them with for advice and stuff about like different things and like my relationship with all of them is a lot different I don't really see my dad a lot because mm -hmm. um yeah like I only see him over like holidays and stuff so I spend a majority of my time with my mom and my stepdad let's go with uh mom and stepdad then what how what would you say their relationship is oh I'd say like it's like a really solid like eight nine wow that's pretty high Jimmy are you surprised at these high numbers right now uh I am I am I also uh, want to point out that, you know, we know that the parents are going to watch the show. So, uh, you know, there's some uh, intelligence to not saying, hey, it's like a two. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> right now it's a two. Uh, maybe, maybe like a strong two, but it's a two. You know, like 
I know that uh, you know there's a little reality to that. that there's some wisdom in not in not going too crazy. But maybe Abby, uh, maybe I'll ask this question: What is the number uh, one thing that you get into conflict uh, at your house with your parents? Like, what issues are you t- or do you typically get into conflict with your parents about? Yeah, mostly school is like a really big conflict sometimes like they push me which is really good but just like in the moment sometimes it's hard for me to accept that and abby what would you say has been like one of the hardest things you've had to go through in your life with your parents like what about the divorce okay so yeah that was really tough going through that i think i kind of made myself like numb to the whole situation and i wouldn't tell anybody how i felt and yeah that was like pretty tough yeah, so, like, my relationship with, like, my parents during that time, it was kind of hard because, like, they'd I'd be put in the middle a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so, like, I wouldn't really, like, know whose, like, side to take, kind of. So, I kind of just kept it to myself. I mean, I had, like, a therapist, but. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give for other kids, maybe, that are, that have gone, that are going through that right now, since you've been through it and had a little while to process it now? Because it's a tough thing. I mean, and I appreciate you being honest and vulnerable oh, yeah, with of uh, all of our listeners on the show today talking about this because this is really courageous of you. But what, what's some maybe you could give some advice for other kids going through it that are dealing with their parents in this situation? I'd say that it's going to get better. Nothing lasts like forever. So there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. Everything will settle down, even though like the emotions might be kind of like heated in the moment and like eventually everybody will make amends even though they might not be on the best terms they'll like not only you will begin to like reflect on everything but um like your parents and like everybody involved like your family everything like they'll like they'll calm down like it'll get better yeah no i love that's that's great advice that's great christian let's uh find out what's going on uh with you man what's what would you say your relationship is on a scale of one to ten with your parents well, the worst thing about going last is now it looks like I'm copying everyone, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd say it's about an eight or a nine, something like that, around there. It's pretty solid. Okay. And what would you rate that on? Like, what what's the criteria for that? Um, just be able to be a, I think, a comfort level for me to be able to go to them, and also, um, I mean. I feel like they know me pretty well. I know them pretty well. I feel like there's never really like I'm scared to go talk to them about anything or I'd say like, I don't know how to put this Um, more. So like, it's just like, they're just kind of there. And then it's like, not really like uncomfortable by it. Like they're my parents and I'm, I'm comfortable with them. So I'd say about an eight or a nine. I like that. Now, Christian, I want to ask you a question being the male on our board today. What, what is it like between you and your dad? Because I know that, a lot of fathers and son relationships, they either kind of go one way or the other. Either you guys are best friends or else there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say conflict, but just you don't really see eye to eye and things like that. How would you describe your relationship kind of specifically with your dad and how it's kind of uh, evolved over the years? Well, I mean, I think for sure that I have a stronger relationship with my dad just because I've spent more time with him, especially through like all of the baseball tournaments and everything. And I feel like, I, I mean... I'm not going to say like, oh, he's like my best friend or stuff, but I 100% feel more comfortable with him than I do with my mom, especially. And I also think with having a father-son relationship, it allows the son to be able to see what a what a uh, Christian man looks like and what a leader of the house looks like. And I think he's just a, a good role, uh, role model for me. And so I think that's a good relationship. And he's very easy to relate to, especially going through a lot of the same things that he used to go through. 
No, that's great. That's a great answer. Thank you. What would you say is the biggest struggle with your dad? I mean, this is kind of like a stupid issue. It's, it's with both of my parents. It's just curfew stuff, like getting home at like a certain time and stop hanging out with my friends and being home for dinner. So I think that that's, I mean, to be honest, that's like the only issue I really have that I can really think of. Christian, do you think that curfew should be based on merit? Meaning that like, as long as you get good grades and you are like a well-behaved child that like the time should get later and later as you go on in life. I think that there's some times where they want me home for like dinner for like the entire family. But my, my point is, and I always say this to them, I say like, I could be drinking and doing drugs, but like every time I come home, I'm completely fine and I'm totally sober and everything. And then I say, that's my point. Like I'm not doing anything. I'm just being with my friends. So that's always my point. I think, I think it should be based off of that, my decision-making and I've come home completely fine every single time. So I think it should be based off of that. You know, let me interject here. Cause I have a little, I have a little tip that worked for me in high school with curfew. Yeah, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw this out here. My brother taught it to me. So my brother and I were out. We were uh, we looked at our clocks. We're hanging out with friends. We weren't doing it kind of like Christian. We weren't doing anything, you know, that was all that bad. But we were past curfew. We're actually about 45 minutes past curfew, which, you know, that's noticeable. Your parents aren't just going to be like, oh, you know, you're five minutes late. We were like getting closer to an hour past curfew. And my brother just looked at me as we're walking into the house and he said, follow my lead. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just copy whatever I'm doing. And so we opened the door. Sure enough, my mom's like right there. And she sees us come in and my brother just starts laughing, like super loud. And then I start laughing because I, I was copying him. And we just start laughing back and forth. And he's like, pat me on the shoulder. And, and my mom started to get really excited. She's like, what are you guys laughing about? My brother said, oh, man, we just had the best time. Like, we just, oh, it was so much fun. All of our friends were there. And then my mom got all excited about it. And she just lost track of the fact that we were 45 minutes late. Because she was just happy that we were safe and that we had a great time. And it totally worked. So I'm not saying it works every time. Your parents might be a little bit more uh, attentive to the clock than mine, but um, that's just one little trick. If you're coming back past curfew, just let your let your parents know you had a great time. Sometimes we'll come back past curfew and uh, and we're just upset that we're you know that like we're gonna get in trouble for it, and we bring the negativity in the door rather than bringing the positivity in the door. Uh, sometimes when you leave with the you lead with the positivity, the parents will just go along for it. So give that one a shot. <laughs> I may have to try it, but it may be a little difficult, especially with my brother at college. That's uh, true. Maybe maybe get on a phone call with a friend and walk in the door and just be like, "Oh man, that was so much fun. I'm glad we could hang out or whatever," and see if that one works for you. Yeah, maybe just completely ignore them. Just be on the phone and walk upstairs. <laughs> All right. Hey, there you go. Any other uh, any other tricks on curfew, maybe, from uh, from Jesse or Abby? I've never really had a problem with being out past curfew because I usually just do online stuff with my friends. Um, so I've got I've got nothing. <laughs> that's a that's a, a tip right there. Just keep the whole thing to the uh, the online deal and then curfew. Who cares? Right. It could be four in the morning and you're still mm -hmm. uh, hanging out with friends. Yeah. What about you, Abby? 
I can't really drive, so like my parents pick me up, so they kind of control when I leave. But I mean, I guess you could always play that trick where like you kind of like send your friends' parents to like the door and you try to get them to like talk to your parents. I, I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I love that trick. You get the parents talking and then they're enjoying uh-huh. their time and you get more time with your friends. Yeah. That's perfect. Chris, I, I told you, these are some smart people we have here. Oh, I know it, man. These guys, these guys are definitely the, the creme of the creme of, of the good parent stuff. So I like that, what we're talking about today. This is a great show so far. Um, Abby, I want to jump in with you. What's one thing that you want all parents to know about teenagers? Like speak for your entire generation of people that like maybe you feel like that you're misunderstood in a certain way. What would be something that you would really like parents to know about your generation? I think parents should trust their teenagers until their teenagers give them a reason not to mm. trust them. But, you know, you got to like, if you don't like what Christian was saying, like if you don't have any reason, like to not trust your kids, your kids are going to need to grow up. You know, you got to um, like facilitate it, but let them make their own mistakes and then they can learn from it. No, I think that's great. And I want to do a follow-up question with you real quick, Gabby, because this just came to me. But what is going on with the amount of pressure on studies, right? Like on your academics, you know, I work with a lot of kids and in a lot of different youth groups and, and leadership groups and things like that across the country with, with teenagers. And uh, the academics seem to always just be wearing kids down now. And I understand, obviously, you have to learn. You're there to learn. But can you tell us from your perspective, like, especially between the parents and student thing, like, like what's really going on with all those academics, man? From a kid's point of view, what does it look like? Um, I think I'm really lucky. I have really understanding parents. Um, they don't really care as much as what the final grade is, but rather that I put everything that I could into it. And like I did everything that I could to prepare for it. And like the final grade is the final grade. You can't do anything about it. Just like they just encouraged me to like know that I tried my hardest and then I'd be satisfied with what I got. Because if you put everything into it, if you're going to do something, you might as well like do it to the fullest potential that you can mm. do it. Another great answer. Christian, what about you, man? Like what's the, what's the dynamic that parents should know about student athletes? I know you love to play sports and uh, you know, obviously you have to keep your grades up for that, but what's one thing that maybe you could like speak for your generation about what parents should know about that situation? Um, well, I think my parents are especially very understanding and I've never felt pressures academically from them, but I think just to understand how much like the schedule, uh, of it goes on where you have to wake up in the morning early to go do something, say, or you have after school. And then there's also, there's obviously that time gap where it's like a certain, like a dedicated time for me to do homework. And I think it's difficult for that, uh, to be able to do that all in one day. But I mean, for me, I mean, I've never had an issue with that. And I don't think, I don't think there's really that much to understand. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Like yeah, practicing at homework. And I think the parents will, sometimes I think the issues will stem out of, Oh, I want to talk to my friends or, Oh, I want to do this or I want to take a nap instead of you got to do your homework because you got to do it. Cause that's your set time of the day to do it. And I think maybe sometimes parents can be a little bit they can be a little bit strict about that and when to do your homework or so. But I mean, all in all, I think, I think they're pretty understanding. I don't think there's much of a difference between the life of a student athlete from back then to today. Perfect. Thank you. And Jesse, I want to jump right in with you too, because 
you are on the other side of that where you are a student uh, musician, right? Like, so you play in the band and, and things like that. And, and you probably have to travel some and there's a lot of practice. So what's that like? What do you want parents to know about student musicians and, and things like that and what that demands of you and, and some things that might help you? I guess mostly patience with like maybe not remembering to practice sometimes like remind us but don't like kind of don't kind of be like all right I'm never gonna remind you ever again because they're gonna remind you again um my parents they've said oh I'm never gonna remind you again and then like turned around and reminded me to practice and like also um just be supportive because um like, even if we don't start out like the best player in the world, it's like my parents are pretty supportive and like, just be supportive. If the kid doesn't want to do band, don't force them to do band because then that might cause them to, um, try and be bad on purpose to like get back at their parents, maybe for making them do band, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes total sense. I got to jump in about bands here. Cause when I was a kid, I played trumpet and uh, I wasn't very good when I started and so my parents, they had one rule with it. They're like, you can practice, but you're going to practice outside. <laughs> so uh, I had my little folding chair and my little portable music stand, and I'd go out in the backyard and, and put that thing up and, and start playing my scales uh, to learn how to play trumpet. So, yeah, my parents were understanding, but uh, they also understood how much volume being a musician can, uh, can have in a house. Now, Jamie, did that create animosity between you and the uh, local wildlife? I mean, was there like a lot of weird birds coming in, like mating calls, things like that? <laughs> All the neighborhood dogs were howling. <laughs> it was great. You know, you know, what was funny is it actually did the opposite. There was some camaraderie because I remember playing and then hearing a note that came out of nowhere. I'm like, what is that? And then I played a note and then a similar note was played, but it sounded like it was coming from a distance. So I went over and crawled up the fence and I looked in the backyard and there was my neighbor who was a little bit older than me and he was doing the exact same thing. His parents had kicked him out of the house. He was in the backyard playing his trumpet and we didn't even say anything. We just looked at each other and shook our heads uh, saying like, yep, I know exactly what it's like. So uh, apparently kicking your uh, your uh, brass players to the uh, to the outdoors is a, is a popular thing, or at least it was back then. Wow. That's some great advice, Jamie. Thank you. So like for all you parents that are suffering from your child's uh, lack of skills in their uh, <laughs> musician department, just toss them out in the backyard, man. Let everybody else deal with it. We're going to see like people playing recorders now out on the front porch everywhere. It's going to be crazy. Man. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, before we kind of uh, wrap up the show uh, today, too, I also want to give you guys uh, uh, a place to speak about your relationship with your parents, especially. But Abby, what's one thing that you want your parents to know about them that you have really appreciated over the years? I really appreciate how my parents give me really good advice and they always really know what to say in the situation and they're really understanding and they're just really awesome. And I love them a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Jesse, what's one thing that you would want your parents to know? Um, just like, I'm grateful for all the love they've given over the years and like how much patience they have. Like when I'm trying to figure something out, they, like they don't, 
get mad at me if I don't figure it out right away, but they also don't like just give me the answer. They let me learn it and they let me learn something along the way as well. And like, they're really, they're really good at parenting because my sister, she's deaf. And so they raised her and then they raised her as well as me and my brother. So they had a lot going on, at least earlier on when my sister was still living at home, as well as my brother, they just had a lot going on and they just did a really great job. Wow. That is, that is amazing. What a, what a great example of unconditional love. Jesse, I want to ask you one more question while I have you here. What characteristic do you think it is that makes your parents able to do this? Does that make sense? That question? Mm -hmm. Like, like what, what characteristic do you think your parents have that makes them able to do this in such a high regard? I would say adaptability. Like they're able to, Mm. they're able to kind of see a situation, kind of think about it a bit and then be like, okay, this is how I should probably handle this. No, I think so. I mean, we've obviously heard a lot of situations that have come up, uh, a lot of challenges in your family and all have been dealt with. So that's, uh, that's great. And I love to see that the fact that your mom's still active in your school as well, besides having all those things. I think that that's just great. Christian, what about you? What's, uh, What's something that you, you want your parents to know from your side of the, like an impact that they've made in your life that maybe they didn't know? Just besides, I mean, obviously they love you and things like that, but what's one thing that really kind of has changed your dynamic as a human being because of them? Uh, they have never put pressure on me and then they've always been so supportive. Uh, I mean, especially it's really relevant from this last past, from this past year where I was playing baseball at the time. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I said, you know what, I'm going to do theater. And I mean, I could have gone and done baseball in college. I mean, I still could, but the fact that I decided to do that and they said, okay, do what you what, do, what makes you happy. And they didn't have an issue with that. They said, do it, what, do what you want to do and what makes you happy. As long as you're going to put, all they said was as long as you're going to put hard work into it, which I mean, that's not hard. So, I mean, the fact that I'm able to be able to like, to adjust and how they're allow, allowing me to try new things, which I mean, I really did enjoy my time doing that. And I appreciate that I was a, I had no pressures in that transition going from, from the sports to the theater. I thought that was, I mean, that was really impactful myself because I mean, I never had an issue with that. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's amazing. That, that's really supportive. Kristen, while I have you here too, I'm going to ask you another, one more question too is what advice would you give to kids that are maybe having a hard time connecting with their parents from a peer to peer. Find something to relate to. I think something like that. I mean, try to, I don't know, maybe share your feelings more so and try to give a perspective of what you're dealing with and not so much how they can interpret uh, your situation. I think more so if you're more, if you express yourself and you show why you feel a certain way or why you want to do something and what benefit you'll get out of it. I think that, and also just, yeah, just, just connecting with them and showing them and trying to be able to get on the same page and so you both can understand each other and both of your point of views. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice, man. You're on point. Jamie, well, before we end it all on, on something, what's one thing that, that your parents have really instilled in you over the years that, that was a big game changer for you? You know, my parents have given me um, a, a long time. I mean, there's there's a million things, but They've given me kind of because both my my mom and my dad kind of approached me with two different ways of of kind of parenting and supporting me and and even right before I took my first job in ministry, my dad uh, was a pastor, 
And so my mom spent her life being a pastor's wife. So they really understood the field of work that I was going to go into. And they sat me down. We were actually at a, a restaurant. And my mom <laughs> sat there and was like, ministry's hard. She's like, it's going to take a lot of your uh, emotional, uh, you know, it's going to take a, an emotional toll on you. It's really difficult. She was giving me like all the warnings of ministry, which which was really like a powerful thing to hear. Um, you know, she, she was giving it to me straight up. She wasn't uh, pulling any punches. She wasn't, you know, saying, you're going to do it. It's going to be great. Everything's perfect. She was telling me like the truth. And, and sometimes you need someone who's going to tell you the truth. And parents are great for that. And then my dad came up to me right after that and kind of leaned in and whispered in my ear. And he said, go get him. That's kind of all he said. He, he <laughs> kind of gave me the, him, huh? the like old it. go get him in his own way. He said, just go out there and uh, and give it your all. And so being able to get two perspectives is amazing. And so even for people out there, you know, Abby, like you're saying, you've got three parents you're dealing with. I know, I know folks who have four and five parents that they deal with because that's just the way things are. And so... Uh, there's a little bit of, of joy in being able to hear all that diversity of, of wisdom from these people. So, um, yeah, that's something that I, that I've been able to learn and man, I love my mom and my dad, uh, even though my dad's no longer, uh, with us, um, he still's teaching me things. I love it, man. That is great. Well, listen, I just want to thank all of our, our guests for coming on the show, Abby and Jesse and Christian, man, we... You guys had a great show today. Thanks so much for being honest and, and giving us your opinions, man. You guys really nailed it out of the park. Well, that wraps up our show for this week. Thanks, everybody, again for tuning in to the One Amazing Life podcast. We will see you again all next week. Have a safe week. God bless. God bless.